You're listening to the Victory Church Podcast. Here at Victory, we are called to equip a caring, committed community of worshipers to reach their world for Jesus. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Amen. Well, how is everybody doing today? Wonderful to be here and uh, welcome you who are online watching. It is an honor to begin the series of Discover Happy. How many here want to discover happy? You want to discover exactly what God wants to do in your life. How many, you, you want to be happy and how many understand that God wants you to be happy? Isn't that wonderful? God desires for you to be happy. Can everyone just laugh right now? Just do that. Come on. <laughs> God, is, God is a God of joy. Amen. In the presence of the Lord, there is, there is joy. And I want to begin. I'm honored to start by uh, going to the first, what we call the Beatitude. Jesus is, uh, is preaching on the side of the mountain. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. It is recognized as the greatest sermon ever from Matthew 5 to Matthew 7. And what's awesome about this sermon is that Jesus talks about all kinds of things about the kingdom of God and the heart of God. He talks about light and salt and the darkness. And he talks about marriage and he talks about divorce. He talks about not worrying. He talks about prayer. He talks about all kinds of kingdom principles that will allow you to be blessed. But he starts by speaking in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. And that's what we're going to look at today. And the title of my message is A Happy Life. We want a happy life, right? And what's amazing is that when we look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 here, is that this blessing that God has for us is actually the open door for us to experience all that God has for us. In other words, this is the door that opens, this blessing opens all the other promises and all the other blessings that God desires to pour in your life and in my life. And I want to read that in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Jesus begins by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's amazing to me that the greatest sermon ever preached by Jesus and ever preached, the first thing that, that comes out of the mouth of Jesus is the word blessed. Isn't that amazing? You know, I, I meet people all the time, even believers, people that believe in Christ. They're like, man, I believe that God's against me. I don't feel like God wants to bless me. I don't feel like, I feel like God is disappointed with me. I don't know if God is for me anymore. But the truth is that God's nature never changes. His character never changes. And he is a God of blessing. Yeah. The original language, that word blessed, literally means happy, blissful, privileged, and favored. And how many want to be blessed by God? You want to be favored and privileged, and you want to be happy and blissful. It's not the type of happiness, by the way, that you get when you order pizza and there's actually more pepperoni than what you thought was going to be on the pizza. It's not that type of happiness. It's not the type of happiness that when you, know, you, you find somehow in your email you got a coupon for Starbucks, right? That makes you happy. You're like, oh, yay, this is great. What a wonderful day. This, listen, this word blessed, to be happy and to blissful, literally means an internal wholeness and an internal prosperity that spills out in the outside of your right. life. Right. It begins on the internal and it goes to the external. And this is the word that Jesus uses. That We need to get that straight in our minds when we go through this message and we go through this series, that Jesus wants to bless you. He desires to bless you and he loves to bless you. God is a God of blessing. 
He's not a God of curse in our life. And so I'm thankful that God wants us to be blessed. So let's see, how are we to be blessed? Now, Jesus goes through a a number of blessings here. And quite honestly, when you look at it, when we discover happiness through this passage, and as we go through the series, you're going to be like, wait, what? I'm blessed by what? But Jesus actually gives us the answer of blessing, but there's a requirement, there's a principle, there's something that we need to become and that we need to do, but when we put that into practice, the blessing is a promise. And how many know that when God promises something, it's what? Yes and what? Amen. We could trust, trust in the Lord because he's a good God. So let's look at this. The Bible says blessed, God says favored, privileged, happy, blissful are the poor in spirit. You're like, huh? <laughs> you know, a lot of times, how many understand that the kingdom of God is opposite from the natural world? When God gives us principles, it's higher than what we think and higher than what we act. It's higher than what we feel. And many times when God calls us to do something, we're like, it doesn't make sense, God. But when we follow through and we trust the Lord to do it, God comes through in our lives and he blesses us in a huge way. So God desires us to be, the only way for us to start or to begin in our life to be blessed is to be poor in spirit. Now, what does that mean? First of all, Jesus is not saying that blessed are those who are poor. There are many, even in the second century AD, that believed that if they had less in their life, that they removed pleasure in their life, that they didn't own a lot of things, the, the more that they lacked materially, that they were more godly. And that's just not the case. That's not what Jesus, first of all, is talking about here. And really, it doesn't matter how much you have. It just matters if, if whatever you have has you, right? You could have a lot, but that a lot can't have you in your life. It can't be an idol. So that's not what God was talking about. That's not what Jesus, he's talking about being poor in spirit. How many remember the book of Genesis when God created Adam and Eve, right? When God created Adam, he created him out of the dust of the earth. And the Bible says that God breathed in Adam. And when God breathed in Adam, he gave Adam a living spirit. And the spirit made Adam come to life. He became, the Bible says, a living being. And and obviously we know that Eve came out of Adam and the Bible says that God made them in his likeness. God, God made man according to his likeness. And the reason why we are made according to the likeness of God is because we are made with a spirit. Isn't that wonderful? We are spirit beings. Did you know that? The Bible teaches that. In fact, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 24, he says, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be made blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has made us a spirit being. We have a soul, and we live in a body. And our body is really, maybe you've heard this before, it's like an earth suit. It gets us around in life here on planet earth. How many are thankful for that? And someday our bodies, well, we'll go into that some other time. But anyway, we have a spirit, and our spirit connects with God, communicates with God. Uh, God has given us a desire to know him, a desire to fellowship with him. He's given us a relationship with him. And when that happened, when we had a relationship with God, uh, it was perfect. It was wonderful. Uh, Adam and Eve were happy. They, ha- they discovered happy because they were created and they have pe- perfect fellowship with God. But something happened in the garden. The, the serpent, the devil, deceived Adam and Eve, and once they took that step and rebelled against God, which God uh, actually told Adam and Eve, he said, listen, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, you will die. There will be death. And so, obviously, they were deceived. They rebelled against God. And what happened was death came 
the curse of sin and death came to them, spirit, soul, and body. And the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, that in fact, through Adam's sin, death spread to all because all of us have sinned. And so what happened was when mankind sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, they were, there were three things that happened that happens to us as we are born as sinners. First of all, we are separated from God because of sin. Secondly, our human nature is corrupted by sin. We are corrupt in nature. And thirdly, we are condemned to death. So we are separated, we are corrupt, and we are condemned. Those three things happened to Adam and Eve. That Those three things happened since Adam and Eve all the way to the, the newest baby being born today. We are born in sin. We have a sinful nature separated from God. We are condemned to death. Now, what the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 6, it says that the wages of sin is what? In other words, the cost of sin. There is a high cost to sin. And when Adam and Eve sinned against God, God warned them that death was going to be the result. Please don't do that. And in fact, in the book of Deuteronomy, God even says to you and I, even today, he says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And you hear the heart of God through that passage because God actually says, choose life that you may live. And so we have a choice, and our choice, obviously, as we come into the world, we have sinned against God, and what happened was our spirit, we, we have spiritual death. We have a, a penalty of death over our lives because of sin, and that makes us poor poverty in spirit. In other words, we are completely, utterly bankrupt before God. Completely bankrupt. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That Greek word death literally means physical death, which we know about, right? How many's ever been to a funeral? Unfortunately, right? We know the power of death. We know that people die, right? But that Greek word is also in death. The wages of sin is death also means a spiritual death, which Revelation talks about a second death. There's a first death that's physical, there's a second death that's spiritual, and the Bible talks about it, and it's called hell. It's a sobering thought to think that you and I are here, this, are here today, we are at Victory Church, and there are literally thousands upon thousands of spirits of people that are right now who have rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ, who had that chance, who heard the gospel, who are in an eternal torment with no way out. That is sobering, and it is heartbreaking, isn't it? You say, well, boy, that, that means we need to do something. Exactly. <laughs> but listen to this. In the book, um, the anthology of Billy Graham, Billy Graham actually wrote a list of what hell is like according to scripture. Listen to this. Revelation 2015, it's a lake of fire. Psalm 11:6, a horrible tempest. Psalm 18:5, it's a place of sorrows. Matthew 13:42, it's a place of wailing. Matthew 8:12, a place of weeping. Matthew 13, 41 to 42, a furnace of fire. Luke 16, 23, a place of torment. Revelation 20, 11 to 12, a place of filthiness. Uh, Matthew, uh, Revelation 16, 11, a place of cursing. Matthew 8, 12, a place of outer darkness. Doesn't sound too good so far. Revelation 14, 11, a place of unrest. Luke 16, 27, a place where people pray. Luke 16, 24, a place where people scream for mercy. Matthew 25, 46, a place of everlasting punishment. Matthew 25, 41, a place prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen, right? 
Luke 16, 2, a place where one begs for a drop of water. Isaiah 33, 11, a place where one's breath is flame. Luke 16, 2, a place where one is tormented with fire. Revelation 21, 8, a place where one is tormented with brimstone. Luke 16, 25, a place of memory. You remember what life was like here. You remember the chances that you had to say yes to Jesus, but you said no. Hell is a horrible place, but listen, that's why we are poor in spirit. You say, you just told me that there is an eternal hell that is real, and you're telling me that Jesus is saying in the scriptures, and Matthew 5, 3, blessed are the poor in spirit. <laughs> because being poor in spirit means you're spiritually bankrupt, that you completely need, you can't fix yourself, you can't help yourself, you can't save yourself, you can't heal yourself, you can't make yourself whole. You need something or someone to do it for you. And the good news is here today, Victory Church. That's why this church exists. That's why you are actually here in the pews. For those of you guys that are watching online, this is why you're listening. Jesus Christ is the one that has come to make us rich and to make us happy and to make us fortunate and to make us favored and to make us prosper and to make us privileged under and blissful. It is Jesus Christ that has come to take on our sin. Isn't that wonderful? But we must understand that in order to find the blessing of being of, of, of what Christ offers, we must first believe and know and recognize that I am completely bankrupt without Christ. And when I am completely bankrupt without Christ, and I am completely poor in my spirit, and I understand that I cannot make me rich in the Lord by myself, I can't earn my way into heaven, I can't earn my way into blessing, I must receive something to help me. In other words, I desperately need a Savior. I, need, I, don't, I, don't, just need to, I, need, I don't just need to get fixed. I, need, I don't just need to fix my personality and, and to fix my language and to, and to fix things in my life. I need someone that will take my dead spirit and resurrect it. And when I have a resurrected spirit, I will be able to have life and blessing in Christ Jesus. That's why the title of my message is A Happy Life. So we must recognize that we are poor in spirit. And when we recognize that we are poor in spirit, it leads us to Jesus who alone can save me and to help me. And so the scripture says this in, in this blessing. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Why are, they, why are those who recognize that they're poor in spirit? Why are they so blessed? This is, this is the amazing thing. It says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So once you recognize that you are bankrupt without Jesus, it will allow you and open the door for you to come to Jesus. And when you come to Jesus, the Bible says, the great blessing that you have is the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is two things. Number one, it is the, you are able to go to the kingdom of heaven, which is heaven, right? How many know that the, a, what a kingdom is? A kingdom is a king's domain. It is where a king rules and reigns. And the Bible says in Psalm chapter 103, verse 19, that God has established his throne in heaven. And the Bible says that his kingdom rules over all. Isn't that wonderful? We could trust the Lord for that, amen? And so when Jesus says you are blessed when you're poor in spirit, it's because it's at that moment that you are bankrupt and you know that you need God, 
that you come to Christ. And when you come to Christ, understanding that you come to him in faith, understanding that you're saved by grace, understanding that when Jesus, we just celebrated it last weekend, when you understand that Jesus suffered and died and screamed in agony on that cross, that he became all of your sin, every single thing that you have done, everything that you have thought, everything that you have said that was wrong, every type of motive that was wrong, any sin that you committed, Jesus willingly took it on the cross so that you can be free from sin. In fact, Jesus is the answer for you to experience the kingdom of heaven. He allows you and enables you to go to heaven because he gives you his righteousness that is from the cross. So there's a great exchange that happens when you're poor in spirit and you recognize I have a need for God. And when you come to Christ in faith, he completely changes you. Listen, he doesn't just cleanse you. He actually, what the, what the prophet Ezekiel prophesied is that God gives you a new spirit. And you have a new heart, a new spirit. In other words, you, he takes the old one and, he, and through the Holy Spirit and by the blood of Jesus, you are made new so that you have the promise of going to heaven. How many are looking forward to that day when you go to heaven? The, Jesus said this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will never perish, will never face hell, will never experience the second death ever because they have believed in Jesus Christ. Now listen about heaven. Heaven, Revelation 21, 4, no tears, no pain, no sorrow. Matthew 13, 41 to 47, no evil, no sin. Revelation 22, 5, no darkness because the light comes from the glory of Christ. Matthew 12, 22 to 23, there's multitudes of, of believers that have received Christ. There's innumerable angels. Revelation 26, there's no more death. Revelation 7, 15 to 17, there's no hunger or thirst. Isaiah 65, 25, there's perfect peace. Matthew 5, 12, there's rewards and treasures. Revelation 21, 3, there's an actual Jesus Christ, the presence of God that we will see. And Jesus has allowed us, as when we believe we are poor in our spirit, that, Lord, I have come to this world, I, come in, I have sinned against you, and because of sin, I believe that the wages of sin is death. We come to Jesus Christ, and we are able, and we are permitted, and we are empowered, and we are given the authority to enter heaven the day that we die physically. And because of that, that is the greatest blessing that you and I will ever receive. And the Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, the free gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ. How many like free gifts? Right? Is it, how do you, you like it, right? Right? Maybe it does make you happy you get a Starbucks thing, right? How many of you like the Starbucks? Come on, you're watching online. You're like, I'm drinking it right now. I'm drinking the Starbucks. I'm watching you. But you like the free gift. Jesus Christ, listen, eternal life and the blessing is a free gift. You can't earn it. And, and what happens is many people that believe that they could work their way to heaven, in fact, is a stumbling block to receive the blessing that God has. We need to come to God broken the way we are. That's why Jesus says, come all you who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and you will find rest for your souls. We could come to God broken and messed and confused and don't have all the answers. You could come to God addicted. You could come to God diseased. You could come just the way you are to the Lord. And God will bless you as long as you recognize that you need him and that you could freely receive the free gift of eternal life 
through Jesus Christ. And it's amazing to me how people believe they could be good enough to get to heaven. You know people that pass away, and you're like, oh, they've got to be in heaven. They were just so nice, and they were so good. But listen, being nice and good is not the issue. The question is, are you holy? Because the Bible says in 1 Peter that without holiness, no one can see the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I ain't holy. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Uh, that's why we are poor in spirit. But once we know and understand that I am poor in spirit, I need someone to help me, it causes us to come to Christ. You can't, you can't get to heaven by works. How do you get to heaven by works? Isaiah said that all our, our righteousness are like filthy rags. Ephesians chapter 2 says that we're saved by faith, uh, by grace through faith. The Bible says without holiness, no one can see the Lord. How do you know? I mean, when we work to the Lord in order to gain eternal life, that messes up the motive of why we do good works. We don't do good works because I try to gain something for my life. I do good works because I've already gained something for my life, and I freely give in Jesus' name. Isn't that wonderful? And so what we need to understand is when we are poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, the reign and the rule of the Lord, we are able to go to heaven through Jesus Christ. But the second thing is, is that not only do we go to heaven, not only do, are we able to enter the kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of heaven actually enters us. Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I no longer live, it is Christ who lives in me. How many know that Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords? And so, this, this is, listen, this is why it's such an empowering message tonight is because your happy life starts when you find, first of all, a relationship with Jesus and have eternal life, but you realize that once you accept Christ into your life, that you are no longer poor in spirit, that God has actually done something through his kingdom in you. And in Luke chapter 17, Jesus said, in fact, the kingdom of God is within you. Let me ask you a question. If you're, how many have you have received Jesus Christ here tonight? Can you raise your hand? I have been, isn't that wonderful? And it's only through grace by faith. He told Nicodemus, who was, a, according, naturally speaking, the greatest man that, that walked the, you know, Israel. He was a good man according to natural tendencies. And, and Jesus told Nicodemus, the holy man, the Pharisee, part of the Sanhedrin, he told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. Because he needed the heart change. It's a free gift. And it's so wonderful that we could come to Christ and accept him. And at that moment, we find the blessing. The kingdom of God is ours because someday if we die, we will go to heaven. But I'm so thankful that heaven indwells me through Christ. And in fact, when you come to Christ, you find a great blessing. That's why God, that's why Jesus starts out by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Once you accept Christ and you are heaven bound, but heaven has come to you, you, are, you have everything that God desires and has provided for through Christ. Yes. 
In other words, the reign and rule of Christ is within you, and when you become born again, something happened to you in the moment that you asked Christ into your life. It doesn't matter if you received Jesus last weekend during Easter or it's been 30 years ago. No matter, You have a, a believer that received Jesus last weekend, and you have a believer that received Jesus 30 years ago. In the same moment that they asked Christ into the life, something happened. The Bible says the old has passed away, the new has come, and they, ha- they are now new creations in Christ. And what's awesome about that is because of the kingdom of God that indwells you, now, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, you are blessed with every, everyone say every. every. Say it out loud. Say every, every. spiritual blessing in Christ. If you have accepted Christ here today, I want to tell you something. This is why this is, this is what's going to make you happy. So many even believers I find that I minister to are so defeated because they feel like I am poor in spirit. I hear it in their prayers sometimes. Lord, I'm a horrible person. Lord, I know I'm not worthy even to come before you. God, I'm a terrible person. They, 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 they live their life feeling like, man, I'm just guilty. I'm shameful. I shouldn't lift my head up even before the Lord. God says to come before the throne of grace with boldness. And the reason I could come with boldness is because the blood of Jesus has made me holy, and now I am not poor in spirit. I am a different person. And this is what true discipleship is, is understanding what Jesus did in you already. And so the kingdom of heaven is yours when you receive Jesus, and that's one of the greatest blessings that ever happened. I want to tell you right now, I meet so many believers that are so defeated in life because they live their life as a, as a, 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 a poor servant rather than a son or daughter of God. In fact, they are so focused on serving that they don't, they're so burned out. They are so like, man, I'm, I'm getting to the end of myself. I can't do this anymore because they're not focused on who they are in Jesus Christ. That I am a son and daughter before I serve. You know, Jesus said, I, I have come not to, uh, not to be served, but to serve. But do you know why Jesus had the power of serving? Because he had fellowship with his father. He was anointed of the Holy Spirit and he knew he was the son of God. And out of relationship, he had power and authority to serve. And we are so focused on works all the time that we don't even know what Jesus did. The Bible says that in Christ, if you've received Jesus, you are in Christ. You are born again. You're a child of God. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. You're set free by the truth of God. You have peace with God. You have been justified. You have access into the throne room of God. You reign in life through Jesus. You are alive in God. You have eternal life. You're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You are a joint heir of Christ. You have confidence in all things. You are a member of Christ's body. You have been chosen and adopted as a child. You are complete in Christ. And we could go on and on and and on and on. I don't know about you, but that's a great blessing. When I know who I am in Christ, because at one time, at one moment, I was poor in spirit, and I recognized I was bankrupt, and I needed a Savior, and I couldn't save myself. But in that moment that I realized that Jesus Christ loves me, no matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, no matter what foolish decisions I am, whatever I have in my life, I could come to Jesus the way I am. And in that moment that I recognize and I confess to God that I am bankrupt, I'm a sinner, I have done wrong, but I thank you that you died on that cross. It shows me that you love me. I thank you, Lord, that you gave your life for me so that I could have eternal life. 
and I could have abundant life here on earth. I thank you, Lord, that you have blessed me with every spiritual blessing. I receive you and trust you as my Savior, that you've saved me, and I receive you into my life and believe that you have saved me. When you do that, in a moment, you leave the kingdom of darkness and you are in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God indwells you and now begins your new life as a son or daughter of God. Now it's about time to discover all of the blessings of who you are and what you have because now the kingdom is yours. You will go to the kingdom of God someday, but the kingdom indwells you. That's a blessing. And now, let me, I want to close with this. Now, as a child of God, this is why Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Because once you recognize your poor in spirit, it opens the door to Jesus. And once you open the door to Jesus, the kingdom is yours. And now, there's no defeat. Now, you could overcome. Now, there's healing. Now, there's wholeness. And this is what happens. Remember Adam when he sinned. There was separation. There was corruption of nature. And there was condemnation, right? But when you receive Jesus, you, you, you say, God, Lord, I'm poor in spirit. I, I know I'm separated from you. My spirit, my, my spirit is corrupt. I have a corrupt nature. I've sinned against you. And Lord, I know that I'm condemned. But Lord, I thank you that you've saved me to turn that all around. Amen. And Lord, I'm thankful that today, because I'm your child and I'm your son or daughter, now there is no separation. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Now, Lord Jesus, I thank you that now in 1 Peter says that because of Jesus, now that I have a divine nature that comes through Christ. And now, Lord, I'm so thankful today that there is therefore now there's no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Your standing, your position has changed dramatically. When you recognize that you are poor in spirit, but you are humble enough to receive the free gift. And once you're humble enough to receive the free gift, you have the kingdom of God. You are a son or daughter of God, headed, assured, confident to heaven if this body may die. But before that, you have the abundant life. You have the great blessing that the kingdom, the reign, and the rule of Jesus is in me. And my position changed. I have completely changed. Now I need to live and walk in that. That is an amazing blessing. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. How many are thankful for the love and grace of God today? And if you're watching online... I want you to ask those of you who are here, bow your heads. If you're watching online, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever recognized that you are poor in spirit? The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, that, that there is an eternal separation from God where God's, see, what makes hell hell is God's presence is not there. And God loves you so much. He came and he died. The Bible says that God demonstrated his own love for you, that even when you are a sinner, Christ died for you. Even when you hated God, even when you cursed God, even when you blamed God, even when you rebelled against God, he loved you anyway. And he went to the cross. He suffered on that cross. He bled on that cross. And he took the penalty and, and the power of sin away from you. He took it. He became sin so that you can adopt and receive the righteousness that's from Jesus alone. 
The only way that you can be holy, listen, it's too late for you to make yourself holy. It's too late for me to be holy. I can't do it on my own. I am, I am by nature a sinner. I am by nature corrupt. But there is one who lived a life that was sinless and went to the cross and rose from the dead so that you and I can live in his kingdom forever and ever. And there, there is no more death or dying or tears. There's no negativity. And there is Jesus who loves you. And all it takes is for you to admit that, yeah, I have sinned and I don't want this in my life. You know, that's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Maybe you're watching this and you're saying, you know what? I need a new beginning in my life. I have screwed my life up. Guess what? That, is, that does not intimidate Christ. In fact, he's seeking you right now. He's running to you and he's saying, I am the answer. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and you can come to my Father through me. I have already paid the penalty for you so that you never have to pay for it. But in exchange for your death, exchange for your hell, in exchange for your penalty, exchange for your sin, you could receive my life. You could receive abundant life. You could receive eternal life. And I will live in you, and I will begin to do works of wonders in your life. So if that's you, can you just pray this prayer? Ask the Lord. This, is, this comes from your heart. And at the moment that you pray this and you mean it with your heart, perhaps you've already said it in your heart and you're, you're crying, you know? Just pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, I, I need you. I've made a mess of my life. And to be honest, Jesus, if I were to die in the next five minutes, I don't know where I would be. I probably wouldn't be with you. And Lord, I want to say I am a sinner. I've sinned against you. I've rebelled against you. And I'm sorry. I don't want this. I know I've made a mess of my life. But Jesus, I thank you. I see you on that cross. I thank you that you have paid the price for me. That was mine. I recognize and believe and trust you, Jesus, that you paid for all of my sin to forgive me and to, to make me a new creation in you, that you have given me life, that you have died on the cross and rose from the grave so that I could start new. It's like being born again. And so, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and save me. I need you. I desperately need you. And I thank you that you saved me immediately. I praise you and I worship you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I'm telling you, even right now, you have crossed from death into life. You are out of the kingdom of darkness and you have already crossed into the kingdom of heaven. And that is the greatest blessing that you will ever experience. And God has so much treasure for you to experience and to get to know because you have accepted Christ. Isn't that wonderful? How many are thankful for Jesus, for giving us life? God wants us to be happy. He wants us blessed, favored, and privileged, and it comes through him. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs, for mine, for yours, for yours, is the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Podcast. If this message inspired you, feel free to share it with your friends, family, and social media. And make sure to subscribe to hear future messages from Victory Church. If you'd like to support the mission of Victory, please visit getvictory.net slash give. 
Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.